going on guys my name is Adrian I have my boy with me Kelvin which is also my business partner and this is the first episode of the leader circle all right so I'm gonna give you a run-through as far as what our our purposes with these podcast episodes we're gonna basically go over you know various different topics it's never gonna be the same generally we want to talk about topics that we feel are important and we feel like people should know one being the military you know, whether you're joining the military or transitioning out of the military, uh, we want to give you a little bit of a background and a little bit of insight as far as, you know, what happens and what you should expect. We're going to talk about fitness. We're going to talk about just life in general um, and share you uh, our experiences and, and things that we've dealt with and things that you might have to deal with at some point later on. And, you know, a lot of these will probably end up being really funny stories, if anything. But at the end of the day, this is all real life. Nothing is scripted. We have topics we talk about, but we're not, not nothing's going to be scripted. So everything is going to be 100% raw, 100% real. And uh, yeah, so we're glad to be doing this. This is the first episode. And the first episode, I actually want to talk about transitioning out of the Marine Corps or, or transitioning out of the military in general. Because, you know, ever since I've been out, I, I feel like it's it's a very important topic. And and not a lot of people that are getting out of the, the service really understand until you're actually out. So, you know, I, I myself, a little background, if you don't know, I served in the Marine Corps for eight years and then I got out. And, you know, from there, I, I until you actually experience what it feels like to transition out of the military world, so to say, and then to come back into the civilian world, it's very different. Because when you're in the military for so long, you've become so adaptive to the, the lifestyle, the way things are structured and stuff like that. So when you come back into the civilian world, it's a whole different ball game at this point. So that's what we want to talk about. Kelvin, is there anything that you want to mention or you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, how are you doing, guys? Uh, I'm here with my friend. Also, I met him in the military. I served in the military for eight years, same as him. I met him like four years ago, I think it was, when yep. we were on deployment. Since then, we became real good friends, and he's been like my brother to me. I'm glad to be in this podcast here with you. Uh, and glad that we can share some of the experiences, uh, not just as far as life, but as well as leadership and military experiences as well. Yeah. So, so, so another thing, just like he mentioned, you know, the far as leadership, that's why it's called the leader circle. I'm at some point in time as we progress, we want to get more individuals that are leaders, you know, leaders or, or those who are um, kind of ahead of the game in life and have all these experiences that they want to share. Um, different types of leaders because you know at the end of the day there's not just leaders in the in the service there's leaders everywhere there's leaders at Costco there's leaders at McDonald's you know at the end of the day there's leaders everywhere and we kind of want to get as many people involved and as many people on this podcast as possible to kind of share their experiences and share their leadership traits so that way you kind of have a broad aspect of, of what it's like to be a leader and, and what it takes to be a leader. Like I said, it's not. There's no one-dimensional leadership. Um, when I joined the Marine Corps, I saw various different types of leadership. You could probably say the same, right? Yeah, I can say the same thing. Uh, there's different leaders out there. They're gonna have different, obviously, ways and how to lead. But the main question is, what is a leader? Yeah. A lot of people has different perspective of what a leader should be. Yeah. But I mean, there is not really a definition of how 
what a leader should be. It yeah. kind of just comes, uh, for some people it comes naturally, but for some people actually it takes a little bit to develop uh, leadership skills, especially if you are put in a position where you have to actually lead people yep. and act like a leader. Yeah, that's for sure. Because you're going to meet various different types of leaders. Some you may not look at as a leader, but you're, you will you know take away something from him. Um, regardless if he's a good leader or he's a bad leader, there's traits here and there that you're going to take from that person. Um, there's some traits you're not going to take from that person, but the ones that you do take, you're kind of molded into yourself as you develop as a leader. Um, but anyways, so uh, like I said, today's topic, today's first episode is going to be about transitioning out of the Marine Corps and how important I believe it is that you know people should pay more attention to, especially if you're in the service and you're getting real close to getting out. So transitioning out of the military, um, I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory of myself. So I took about six months to kind of transition out of the service. Um, I started preparing about six months out, which is is not a lot of time. You, you know, it, six months six months is not a lot of time at all whatsoever, um, because you know it, it might seem long because most guys are very excited uh, and very anxious to get out, so the time kind of starts slowing down. But you know, if you're the type of person that's that's uh, kind of worried about what's going to happen, um, the unexpected, right, and you're not really prepared for that. The time kind of goes by extremely fast. So six months is definitely not not a good enough amount of time to kind of prepare. But anyways, I took about six months and that was just me. And this is just my experience. But, um, you know, I started looking for jobs ahead of time. I, I started, you know, taking care of all the, the prerequisites that I needed to take care of in order to transition, like uh, the transitional readiness seminar, um, aka TRS um, and stuff like that. You know, just trying to... To kind of fixate and, and get your head wrapped around, oh my God, I'm about to get out. I'm about to get out soon. Like, what am I gonna do? You know, my job in the military uh, was logistics and supply, so I was doing anything and everything I could to look for jobs that kind of related to the job I was doing for the past eight years. So that way, I can kind of translate all my skills and my assets and all the stuff that I've learned over to the civilian world. That way, so that way it could be much smoother. Because you know, at the end of the day, I didn't want to. I didn't want to find something that that was completely new, um, and then I'll, I'm going to feel like, I, you know, I'm back at square one again. Um, at the end of the day, I'm going to be back at square one, but I wanted to make it as smooth as possible. But um, you know, transitioning was very difficult for me. I'm going to save that for another episode, as far as you know, um, in details, as far as what happened and whatnot. But I want to say my my transition was very difficult, and I want to say like 99% of service members who get out. Their transition is not easy, you know. It's probably that one percent when they transition, it ends up being really easy because maybe they had something planned for years and years um, before they got out. Um, but for me, like I said, I had six months uh, when I started planning. I probably could have planned out a little bit further. I kind of just procrastinated, right? So huge, huge human error on my part. But I procrastinated. But I mean, I ended up in the position I am today, and I'm still progressing. I'm still getting better and developing myself as a person. And and yeah, so that's just my story. Kelvin, did you uh, want to mention anything about what you did when you got yeah, out? I mean, yeah, transition is definitely not easy. You know, something that you should take uh, light. Uh, for me, is I don't know. It was I don't know if your experience probably was different, but mine was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. 20 years in the Marine Corps, and I was going to make a career out of the Marine Corps. Yeah. Uh, that's what I wanted. I had a lot of uh, goals uh, before I got out. But 
things happened. I went on deployment and then I came back by the end of 2016. Yeah. And beginning of 2017, I was still in the fence of whether I should get out or I should stay in. Uh, but because of different circumstances in my life, I decided, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and get out, which um, didn't give me enough time to prepare when I actually got out. Uh, because I kept changing my mind back and forth. Oh, yeah, I'm going to stay in. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get out. Yeah. So that that plays a huge role in what your decision is going to be. Uh, just make sure you take the right decision. There is different things that you can do before you get out. But are you really doing those things? Right. Uh, probably not. Like he said, he procrastinated. I procrastinated a lot, too. And it took me by surprise. I was like, you know what? I'm getting out. And then next thing you know, I was getting out. But I was not prepared because I had no plan, nothing. I was just kind of like, ah, whatever. Just going to go ahead and um, use my VI, uh, VI, GI Bill. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go to school. I'm going to go to BAH. And that's not a plan at all. That That's wrong. If you're thinking like that, that's wrong. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Because a lot of Marines that you ask, <clears throat> when you ask them, hey, what's your plan when you get out? You know, the, the common responses are what? I'm going to go to school, right? But have you applied? I'm going to go live with my mom. And, and you know, work a job and try to go to school, whatever. The, those are your common answers when you ask somebody. Yeah, you never really get anybody that's like, oh, I've already applied to school. I've already got accepted to this school, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's always uh, more so when you ask, you know, as a leader, when you ask Marines under you, know, or you ask any Marine that's getting ready to transition out, hey, what's your plans? They always kind of just milk it, give you a really BS answer just to kind of, you know, just kind of like slip through the cracks. Yeah, I slip like, through the cracks. Kind of just okay. He's asking me this question. I want him to leave me alone. So I'm just gonna give him an answer. Yeah. Well, so a lot of Marines uh, tend to do that. For me, it was uh, to believe it or not, I had I had multiple plans. Not any plans that I thought that was gonna you know happen right away. I I still have plans. We still have plans. Yeah. Um, you know, for the future and what we're gonna do. But I mean, when you're first getting out, you gotta take those baby steps. You gotta figure out, you know, step one, what do I do? If you're going to go to school, have you applied? Actually apply for school. That way you're not trying to apply and you're still running around when you get out and now, you know, you're living off whatever your uh your time left is in the service because you took terminal, you took thirty days of terminal, whatever it is, and you know, now you're worried because everything that you did was so last minute to the point where it's like your time is ticking and now you're starting to get stressed out and it's just not worth it. You know, you got all the time beforehand, that first year especially, to kind of prepare yourself. So it's it's best if you just take care of it when you got the time. Same thing if you're deciding you want to go the employment route, right? This is what they teach you at TRS, right? They, yeah, they, TRS gives you a lot of tools. A lot of tools. The, our, our error is that sometimes they're like, oh, yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to go to TRS three months before I get out. That's terrible. That's terrible. Don't don't do that. So it's that's definitely one thing you don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. If if you ask, if you ask any commander, if you ask your leadership, they should be able to give you an answer. But you should be able to go to TRS a year before you get out. Yeah, which is recommended. That's that's for sure. So TRS, uh, believe it or not, is a very very informational seminar. You know, it's it's a part of the military, but it's like a biased outside. Uh, entity that kind of gives you and, and instructs you this these uh, tools and and whatnot to uh, 
So you can figure out what you want to do when you get out. Very, very, very non-biased. Um, they go over everything. They talk about the employment route. If you want to go to the employment route. They talk about schooling. If you want to go to the school route. They don't go like crazy in depth as far as school, but they do give you uh, a general idea of what your GI benefits do, whether you're post 9-11, whether you're uh, Montgomery or whatever the case is. They go over all of those things with you. And if you have questions, they're there to teach you. Um, they also go over uh, VA disability and things of that nature. So TRS is a huge, huge asset uh, to you getting out. So, you know, if you're, if you're, EAS, your end of service is, or end of active service is uh, October 1st, right? You don't want to be going to TRS August 30th, right? What sense does that make? You're giving yourself a month and now you're starting you to get worried. to some change. You know? Yeah. But then you're going to be like trying to get all these things done. Because mm-hmm. remember, like the first thing, I remember when I was getting out to like, well, the thing that had me stress me out is like, okay, what am I going to move next? Because yeah. I was teaching in California. Yeah. And I was like, I'm from New York. Um, and I like, should I go back home? Should I stay here in California? Or should I go somewhere else? Yeah. Technically, I wasn't myself. So I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do at this point. So uh, that's one of the things that you got to start thinking about the year before. Like, where am I going to move? Do I want to live back to like with my parents? Or do I want to live back in my state or I want to like stay in this state or like move somewhere else is something that you gotta you know think about too and then like you were saying before like TRS is there to help you out even with those uh, decision making things if you talk to them because I talked to one of them too uh, the counselors that were there and I uh, was kind of just asking questions and they were asking hey what's your plan uh, where are you moving where's home and you know like you said at that time I was BSing the answers but in the back of my head, I was thinking, like, man, I don't even know where I want to move. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, like, like, when you when you ask a marine a question, they just give you a BS answer because they want you off. Uh, they want you off of their back. So yeah. um, that's that's just the way it is. So I mean, you know, if you're listening, you know, don't be one of those guys. You know, actually prepare yourself. Uh, and we're giving you all of this information because this is based off of experience. You know, at the end of this, trial and error. And I will say that, you know, unless you're in a really, really, really good command that keeps up with, you know, TRS and keeps up with, you know, all the stuff that you have, you have to take care of when you get out, like your final physical and things like that. It's all on your, it's your responsibility to ensure that all of those things are done. Nobody's going to be breathing down your neck. Nobody's going to care whether you're getting out or not. I'm telling you right now, nobody's going to care. Unless you're in a really good command which is really rare. Unfortunately, I blame some leadership for this. Um, you know, because if you have you have leaders that are above you, they should be they should be on top of you. But at the end of the day, yeah. you are a grown man, you are a grown woman, and it is your responsibility to take care of what you need to take care of. And you you, you can't you, I will say and you can you can yeah. attest to this or not. Um getting out was harder than joining. Would, would you say that? Yeah, it's it's literally 10 times harder. Yeah. Yeah, it's, for a lot of people, probably it's going to be an easy transition because they probably have, I, mean, I don't want to say this, but they probably have parents got money yeah. or like they already have yeah. money. They got business outside the Marine Corps. Yeah. Uh, they probably just did the Marine Corps for four years and they were like, used to like try it out. Yeah. Uh, but for some of us who were trying to make a career out of it and then we decided on getting out, mm-hmm. it's definitely harder because the military takes care of you for like as long as you stay in. You're gonna take care of it. You're gonna hold your hand through a lot of steps oh, yeah. uh, of your life, but once you hit that one-year mark and you know you're about to get out, 
it's big boy rules from there. It's on you to get all the tools you need in order to get out. Yep. Um, nobody is going to care about you unless, you know, you care about your own life and your own career. That's that's all on you because by that time, you're already grown. But you'll be like, what, 22, 23 years old? Yeah. yeah that time. If you do your first four years. If you do yeah. the first four years. Yeah. Uh, me, I got out when I was, what was it, 20, 26? 26, yeah. It's 26 when I got out. So it's hard. It's hard because <laughs> I, I knew I was going to get out. And then I was like, man, I have to start all over again. Yeah. And at the age of 26, 25, 26, it's like a big you know, hit for you. It's like, dang, now I have to. It kind of it kind of honestly feels like when you get out and you do that many years, it feels like it's kind of a waste. But it's not really a waste. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's how you think. You know, whatever your mentality is, whatever your mental is, is how you think. And you have to think in a positive term. It's not a waste because, you know, you've earned all of these benefits from serving. You know, you get... You know, you get schooling. Whether you're not, you take advantage of it. You know, you have the benefits of going to school and having it be paid for. And there's so many, so many other benefits that comes with you know being a veteran um, that a lot of people don't realize. But you know, at the end of the day, don't look at it as a, as a, whether you did four years, whether you did eight, whether you did twelve. Um, it's not a waste. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention that because a lot of people feel like you know when they with, especially if they were going to make it a career and they decide the last minute that they were going to get out. They feel like it's a waste, or don't 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 let others um, try to persuade you that it's a waste. Um, you know, I've I've had so many people that are like, why not just do you know another twelve? You're already at eight, just do another twelve and retire. <laughs> but, but hey, you're gonna get a lot of those, and you're gonna get a lot of uh, leadership that's trying to keep you in. Stay in if it's for the right reason. Stay in. Don't stay in because you're desperate. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, if it's a the way I look at it is like if it's about the money. And then you think you want to get a paycheck, you know, steady paycheck because you get paid yeah. every other week yeah. uh, while you're in the military. And you know you're going to get a paycheck no matter what. Yeah, you get it on the first um, and the 15th. First and the 15th. Everybody knows that. Yeah. yeah. But that's not a reason to say it. If that's something you really don't like to do and you just like, you know, we're sucking it up just because you need it. Yeah. I don't think that's a good reason to stay in. No. I mean, I don't know if you disagree, but. No, I don't. I don't. I, I don't. I don't disagree at all because, you know, if you decide to stay in and you don't want to be in and, you know, you're on the fence whether I'm going to I'm gonna stay in or not, and there's a lot of people questioning and a lot of people trying to give you insight on the pros and cons of staying in and getting out, etc. Um, you stay in for the wrong reasons, you're not going to perform. I feel like as that prolongs and you start, you know, excuse my language, you become a, a quote-unquote shitbag or whatever the case is because you lose passion for it. If you lose yeah. passion for it, you're not going to you're not gonna perform like you used to. And you know, at the end of the day, you don't want to feel like you're stuck. If you have, if you have the opportunity to to transition, obviously plan, plan ahead of time and get everything straight. Get your ducks in line and then get out. Don't don't feel like you you're you have to be desperate. Yeah, definitely don't don't stay in. If that's something that you really don't want to do, it's all your dreams. I would say. Yeah. You know, but have a plan if you want to. You know, reach those dreams. Though I didn't have a plan. I kind of just winged it. Kind of just winged it. Yeah. Get out. Hey. But, hey, at, at the same time, I could have stayed in, though. Yeah. Like, I had my sergeant major giving me a counseling, like, every month before I got out. Hey, yeah. stay in. You're a good Marine. Yeah. Oh, you're going to hear that a lot. You're going to hear that a lot. Oh, they're gonna, you, yeah. They're going to give you, like, oh, yeah, we give you this bonus. Uh, <laughs> we give you this extra money if you yeah. stay in. or oh, yeah. They'll do everything. They, they give you anything for you to stay in, especially if they need numbers. Yeah. Um, I knew I was in a situation where I shouldn't have got out. I couldn't be like, no, I'm staying in because I need the money. I need the benefits. But I took the risk. 
I mean, that's what life is about, taking risks, right? So I, I took the risk and I got out. I don't regret it at all, to be honest. Yeah, I struggle. Uh, I know a lot. For the first year, I was, like, struggling. I was like, yeah. what should I do? What do I do now? Uh, I was going to school full-time after I got out, but that was not going to pay my bills in the long run. Yeah. Uh, and plus, I have a kid, so that's probably something else we're going to discuss later on. Like, if yeah. you're single by yeah. yourself or if you have a kid yeah. and you have to pay child support and all that stuff, uh, yeah, you really got to think about your family and yourself at that point. Yep. Uh, so it's different situations than when people and, want to get out. Yeah, there, there's many situations. There's many things that kind of come into play. We're going to try to explain in detail as much as possible just based off of our experiences. And we want to share it with you guys so you guys kind of have a better understanding of what to expect and what not to expect, stuff like that. We're definitely going to leave, you know, pretty much. We're going to, we're going to talk about all of those other topics in the next episode. There's a lot to talk about. Um, we want to be, we don't want to cut any corners. Uh, we want to give as much information as we can. If you guys like this podcast, then, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure we can set up something where they can email us with questions and we'll be glad to answer your questions. Yep. Whatever questions you have on like, hey, how do you do this in order to get out or like, what do you need to do next? Just let us know and then we'll probably give you an answer that best fits for you, actually. Yep. So, yep, that's for sure. But yeah, guys, uh, once again, my name is Adrian. Uh, this is Kelvin. We we are glad to be sitting here today talking about these topics and going over everything with you. We're going to be bringing you a lot more content. As a promotional, I want to talk about uh, our brand as well. You know, we just started a brand last year. You know, about a year through uh, being out of the service, uh, we decided uh, we we're going to partner up and, and start a brand. So um, the brand is Icon Athletics. It's an athletics wear brand, but more fit towards not only fitness, but just lifestyle in general. Um, you know, we want to share to the world the importance of self-worth and, and you know, that as, as we unite, you know, we can empower ourselves and we can, we can be better each day and we become better people and, and in all walks of life, not just fitness. Although fitness is one of the main priorities um, as far as our, 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 uh, our brand, but we want to be as diverse as possible. So any support that you guys can give, go ahead and go visit iconathletics.com. Um, explore our, our small little inventory that we have now. We're still a small business that's gradually growing. But yeah, any support, anything that you see that uh, is on the website, um, go ahead and make purchases. We'll get that that uh, that item over to you as, uh, as soon as possible. So any support um, will help. All right. Anything on you? Yeah, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you, man, for uh, having me here doing this podcast with you. Uh, so yeah, go BC. Uh, Icon Athletics. Uh, hope you guys like it. And stay motivated. All right, guys. Signing up.